Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast podcast, where we get you all caught up on everything that is happening up here in the North Shore sports scene. Um, as you and I are recording this on Wednesday, it is currently, let's see, the weather 37 degrees outside at the end of April. So you love to see, um, you love to see that. You really do. I mean, just nothing like being cold and uh, snowy and all that kind of stuff as we are in the end of April. I feel like this is like always the same old thing and people are at home are probably tired of hearing about it, but it's just so crazy to me how like this weekend we just had a beautiful like 80 degree day. And then you have one today, days like today and yesterday where it's just like cold and you're just like, why can't we have like in between where it's like, you know, 60 and that kind of stuff like how spring's supposed to be. And we can get all these games in as opposed to, you know, like we talked about last week, track and field can't play, baseball can't play, all that sort of stuff. And um, I don't really know. I didn't really expect to start off this podcast with a rant, but here we are. Um, but I'm Lee Lojek from the Friday Night Drive here with the record North Shore founding member, Joe Coglin. Um, if you enjoy weather updates and all that kind of stuff, make sure you subscribe to our podcast anywhere that they're available. Um, we're Spotify, Android, wherever you are. We are there talking about the weather and complaining as journalists do. Um, we're going to do a four quarter format for this week's episode. In the first quarter, we are going to uh, talk about some powerlifting and hockey as well. In the second quarter, we are going to be joined by uh, Nutri football player Nevin Kremaskoli. In the third quarter, we play Way or Nowhere weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, get some sports action in there. We had some girls soccer tournament action happening, so we'll catch you up on that. And all the other miscellaneous stuff that happened over the past week. But um, why don't we jump right into the first quarter where we will talk about some powerlifting where um, Nutria Powerlifting defending, defend, defended its uh, national title in Oklahoma City. Um, brought home a lot of hardware as well, a lot of national competition trophies. Joe, um, we don't really talk about powerlifting that often, but when we do, you know it's uh, good stuff. And um, that's kind of what we saw from the Nutria um, powerlifting crew where um, they're able to win the NASA Powerlifting High School Nationals held April 11th through the 12th in Oklahoma City. Not NASA, that NASA, like the space NASA, but um, a different NASA. But Joe, uh, this crew, especially the last couple of years, was just really able to uh, really got down to business and really uh, um, just take advantage and win some hardware. Yeah, it's pretty cool um, the, what they've done with this program. And, and the reason we're talking about it on the pod, because it became a sport this year by the school. So now it's finally qualified for, for discussion on the podcast <laughs> before it was a club. So, um, but no, uh, you know, Coach Jim Davis and his crew, which includes uh, Rajad Pekmez for all your Nutria football guys, both those guys were former Trebians. Um, as well as some other guys, Matt Clem and uh, I think Ashley Avila are the, are the four coaches of that program. Um, and they've really lifted it up to new heights uh, along with some of their captains, Ryan Fenner and Ellie Song are the two co-captains of that team. Um, and they've kind of been increasing participation as well. And they, they do these nationals in the past couple of years. They've been virtual. So they, and it's been with a different organization, um, USA Weightlifting. So they had to, uh, basically get all their <clears throat> lifts in and, and uh, kind of submit a tape as proof and submit their scores. And this one, it got to be live. They got to go back to Oklahoma city. Uh, they participated in this one for a handful of years in like the two thousands and won a title their first in 2019. So then the pandemic, so they got to actually defend their title 
from 2019 and they did so winning both the boys and the girls divisions um pretty cool stuff um for them and uh it's it's a it's a growing program and i know they they really enjoy uh being out there um and uh, kind of trying something new and uh, they're very successful at it how much do you feel like you could lift? I mean, what would take me back to uh, Glory Days, though, and what uh, what would the powerlifting uh, crew uh, what what would you be able to bring uh, to the new chair group? Uh I I mean I, I played you know uh, basketball and um, volleyball in high school, and you had lifting regimens on and off season. So I got I got my lifts in uh, where I could. Um, so I I could lift some weights. I don't know if I was. Uh, I was never a big fan of just trying to uh, do as much as I could. I, I didn't, uh, I don't think I really saw the value in that. Um, um, I preferred it on the, on the, on the scene sports and activity, but I could lift some weights. I could contribute, especially if uh, they needed me. I don't know if I'd be elite in my weight class though. Maybe if they, I snuck my scores in a lower weight class, I could maybe get up there. Well, it's really cool. We joke around, but I mean, this club was formed in 2010 and has really evolved into a team sport. I mean, I know you kind of covered it, Joe. I know um, just watch what Jim Davis has been able to build throughout the years. Um, and it, it just seems like it's been a really cool program to get kids involved in, um, you know, and competing fun invitationals and fun national stuff like this. Yeah, that's what's great about it. I mean, it, it's something different to do. Um, you know, Nutrier has a lot of multi-sport athletes. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, if, if you have a break in the season, whether it's the spring season, winter, whatever, you, you, you want to stay competitive and you want to keep that edge. This is just another offering to do things like that. And of course, uh, stay in shape for whatever your preferred sport is or preferred sports. So, I mean, you know, some of their some of their winning or, or I guess most elite guys and girls play other sports at the school. You know, you got Ty Stringer who's a wrestler and a football player and Jesse Mendoza, who's a football player. Uh, so these guys uh, do other things, but then you got people who just want to get involved in something. Maybe they don't play another sport. Here's another option for you. Try powerlifting, try weightlifting. Um, it's good for you and you get to compete and be part of the team. And I think they've done pretty remarkable things with that program. Definitely. So congrats to them on another fun honor. And it's been really fun to watch uh, the program grow. I know Joe's got some stuff in the works as well. So uh, congrats to the Trevians on earning the national honors there. Um, we also, I, I can't remember whether we actually paid this off last week or not, but I think we mentioned something about the Chicago mission. We never did it. Um, and I apologize for that as the host. I probably should have done a better job of doing that. Um, but uh, a couple weeks ago, um, the Chicago mission um, won uh, the U.S. Hockey Tier 1 National Championship um, from 14U um, and three with six, four with 14U and 16U and three with 16U. Um, and uh, there are a lot of, uh, there are seven rising hockey stars from the Nutria area um, who competed for the boys hockey teams with the Chicago mission, um, Joe. And uh, not really a surprise for us based on what we've seen throughout the years about another, um, about area players who uh, got a chance to uh, win some championships with their club teams. Yeah, this is high-level hockey. This is AAA youth hockey, and I know you guys are probably thinking, like, uh, Nutrier's got, like, eight hockey teams. This is another option and an elite option to play hockey, uh, competitive hockey at a very high level. So um, a lot of kids in the area do that, as you can expect. And, and with this 14U team, we had 
Ethan Baker from Wilmette, Jake Hutchin from Winneka, and Asher Barnett um, from Wilmette, and Cole McKinney, who goes to Loyola, but he's uh, from Lake Forest, but he goes to Loyola Academy. So four local guys, part of that team that won the national championship. Uh, they beat uh, Shattuck St. Mary's, which if any of you guys kind of are in that hockey world, that's kind of a storied program up there in Minnesota. Um, I don't know why I just threw a Minnesota accent in there, but I did. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> so uh, pretty cool. And all four of those guys that we mentioned are big contributors for the Mission 14U team. So uh, they took home a national title. Um, big deal for them. And then over on the, I think, I think I wrote 16U in this one part, but it was actually, I believe, 15 only. So just while it is under 16, I think these three guys were on the 15 only team. Bobby Bartell of Winneka, Charlie Purdue of Winneka, Pardue of Winneka, and Charlie Aaron of Wilmette. Um, they were all sophomores at Nutrier, and they won the Nationals, which were in Plymouth on April 5th. They beat St. Mary's Shattuck as well, 4-1 to one in the title game. We got some cool videos, some cool photos as well. See those guys. Um, so very cool stuff. Just uh, another outlet to play hockey at a very high level that's available, and we got some talented kids in this uh, in that arena, and they won it. They're, they're national champs. The hockey season never ends around here. It feels <laughs> like it goes on forever, but – Hockey season never ends, and congrats to them on earning that uh, championship with the Chicago Mission. Um, all right, let's jump on over now to the second quarter, where we are joined by uh, new chair football player, Nevin Kremaskoli. Um, He'll be uh, heading off to college to play football. Before he do, does that, um, he earned a national scholarship from the National Football Foundation. Um, so, Joe, uh, tell us a little bit about what the honor is, as much as you know, and just what the folks at home are going to hear from Nevin. Yeah, they actually haven't given it in a couple of years because of COVID because they enjoy doing kind of a banquet to celebrate. It's a big honor. Eight, eight student athletes are uh, selected across, I'm sorry, eight football players, specifically prep football players, are selected throughout Illinois high schools. Um, New Trier has never had one of these uh, honorees um, until Nevin Kremenskoli won at the quarterback who put together a nice season in all state honorable mention season for the Trebians. Um, he's also... Um, integral in some service work with the school. He started, he's a, he's a type one diabetic and he started um, a program that helps um, other and mentor um, type one uh, diabetic athletes. Um, so that's cool. He's, he obviously puts together great academics. He's going to NIU next year to play football and study. And so just um, he's done a lot for the community and, and continues to kind of excel on and off the field. And that's what the award's about. So we talked about all of that and how he manages it. All right, let's take a listen. Some background details. Is this something that you, like I read the website, but this is something you apply for or did they find you? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Coach Dahl actually applied me for it. Um, it's ran by the National Football Foundation and they do it for a lot of, a lot of different states, but they give out, uh, I think it's, eight recipients in Illinois each year. Um, and they just started back up doing it again. It's so pretty much coached all, uh, you know, sent in my name, my, uh, information, my stats, and then, um, other like words that, that he would like to describe me, um, and saying what I do in the community, what I do, uh, at school, uh, like how, how I do in school, and the classes I take and stuff like that. And then based off of that, they, uh, pick eight recipients uh, for Illinois every year. When you say they just started back up again, was it not going for a couple of years? 
Yeah, I think I think they took, I don't know if it was two years or just the one year for COVID, but they okay. said this is the first year since COVID, so. <clears throat> okay, and um, from what I hear, you're, you're the first at Nutrier to receive that award? Yeah, that's what I heard too. <clears throat> what does that mean to you? I mean, it's obviously, uh, you know, means a lot to me because, like I said, it, it is a, uh, an award that, you know, Coach Dahl uh, applies me for. So for me to be, you know, the first one that he that he sent in uh, to for this award, that definitely means a lot about um, uh, his appreciation, you know, for me and uh, the past three years at Nutrier. And so it definitely means a lot to me in that way. And uh, you mentioned it, it comes with, it kind of relates to a few factors, obviously your play out in the field, <clears throat> community impact, as well as academics. That's a lot to juggle. How, how, do, how do you do it? Yeah, so, I mean, I've always, you know, my mom is, uh, is in the teaching field. She's superintendent at District 39, so she, you know, has always been in the teaching field. So school has always been a, definitely a priority for us and our family. So, um, you know, just coming home after school or after practice, uh, getting my homework done right away so that I don't have to think about it, you know, later. And then, you know, finding times on weekends, on off days, stuff like that to um, to help in the community. I was in Leaders for Change uh, for, for a little bit there, uh, which is a club that helps the community, gives, gives back to, you know, people in need and uh, provides awareness for, for those people in our community. And then um, we I also recently with my two other uh buddies, Patrick Hennigan and uh, Charles Olgus, we all have type 1 diabetes, so we just uh, made a foundation for that and to, to spread awareness for that, too. Did you know you were going to receive it, or when did you, how did you find out? Yeah, so when Coach Dahl applied me, he was talking with my mom, you know, to get, to tell him that, uh, or tell her that, sh that he was applying me for it, and then um, we, I don't think he had my stats, so he was asking me asking her for that and then also anything else that he that uh my mom thought uh should be included in, in the award um but and then he he submitted all the information and i didn't hear until i think it was like a month ago where um when i actually uh received the award um they told me that i that i was one of the eight recipients of the award in the email and that's how i got it and then we had to set up this whole um, you know, ceremony for that, and and so that's what that's what happened last week. And you're off to NIU next year uh, yep. to play ball. But what do you know? What you want to study? Yeah, so I think I'm going to study biomedical engineering. Um, oh boy, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, course that not a, not a lot of schools uh, provide. And you know, going back to type one diabetes, it's it's definitely impactful in my life uh, of the past biomedical engineers they've they've uh brought the type 1 diabetic you know world so far that um a lot of things that past uh type 1 diabetics have had to worry about i don't even have to worry about anymore so just to to be able to try to continue that uh is really important for me and what i would like to do thanks as always to nevin and thank you as always to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week always appreciate everybody's great insight. All right, we're going to jump on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way. 
I throw out five propositions. Joe and I argue about whether they should happen way or whether they should not happen no way. All right, last week we talked a little bit about the Naperville Invitational. We'll talk more about that in the fourth quarter for girls soccer. Um, but uh, way or no way, Joe, that Nutrier is in trouble um, in the CSL um, after tying with GBN earlier this week. I mean, GBN was, is, is, continues to be unbeaten, I believe, at 13-0 and, and a few ties. Um, so I don't know if they're in trouble. I guess, you, I guess it depends on your definition of trouble. I think they're in trouble naturally because of all the talent in the CSL with, with Evanston, Maine South, GBS, GBN. I mean, they're just, those are five, including Trier, five very good teams, probably five top 20 teams. I would think if you were to rank across the whole state like that, but um, very good programs. What are you going to do? Um, so I think they're in trouble that way, but I still think they can compete. I think tying with GBN was a good thing, although they had a late lead, but GBS GBN is very good. So maybe they eke out a couple wins and they sneak back up the standing. Um, yeah, I think way they are in trouble, just in the sense of uh, in the CSL, just in the sense of winning a title and that kind of stuff based on um, GBN being very dominant and, uh, um, Evanston obviously being a very dominant team as well. I mean, Nutri beat GBS, um, they tied with Maine South. So, um, I think that it, it is good that they tied with GBN, um, as opposed to losing or anything like that, but, um, giving up that late goal, um, wasn't great. Um, and is uh, kind of showing how much uh, Nutri still needs to grow as we head into the final, uh, weeks of the regular season here. All right, Joe, way or no way that either Loyola or Nutrier girls lacrosse teams lose again in the regular season? Ooh, no way. Not, well, unless they play each other again. Um, then one of them has to. But uh, I think they're pretty good. I think Nutrier showed, uh, Loyola being the defending state champ, uh, that they're right there with them with a comeback victory, 11 to 10, and maybe uh, a slight edge. No, they won, so they had a slight edge. Um, now, can they keep that up and, and play a postseason Ramblers team, which we know uh, can be a different animal? We'll see. But uh, I think they're they will not lose in state again this year. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't think uh, that they'll uh, play. They don't play against each other, so there's no hiccup or anything like that to it. But um, yeah, I don't think that either team will lose again um, based on Illinois competition the rest of the regular season. They're most likely going to see each other once again in the playoffs, and uh, it should make uh, for some interesting uh, postseason action. But, yeah, no way um, either team loses again in the regular season. Uh, so way or no way, Joe Loyola boys volleyball off to a good start. 14-7 uh, and seven on the regular season, but 3-1 and one in conference. Way or no way, Joe, that the CCL is the Ramblers to lose. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I think St. Rita might have the advantage there. I think Rita beat them, and I think uh, I, I don't have the record in front of me, but Rita's uh, a very good team this year, putting out um, seventeen and seven to a known conference. Yeah, I think I think they got the the leg up a little bit. Um, that doesn't mean I don't think uh, Loyal can come back, but I think the leg up belongs to St. Rita. Yeah, I, I agree. No way on that one. The loss to St. Rita is obviously the Ramblers' lone loss in conference. Um, they'll play against each other next Thursday on May 5th um, at St. Rita. So that'll be a very big matchup. Um, Loyola playing uh, Brother Rice on Thursday and then St. Lawrence on Tuesday in the 
upcoming games before and Nutria on Friday before uh, playing San Marino next Thursday. But um, that should be a really big game in uh, determining, um, you know, conference and just kind of letting uh, Loyola know um, where they're kind of at with a couple weeks left in the regular season. All right, final way or no way is going to deal with something I talked about at the beginning of uh, the podcast, but the weather, um, obviously a lot gets canceled and uh, postponed or a lot of stuff just doesn't end up being played because of the weather. Way or no way, Joe, that some spring sports need to be moved over to the fall um, so we avoid all these issues. <laughs> oh, yeah, which ones though? Which ones do you not mind you need a lot of games, but you don't mind playing in cold weather because if you go until November or October, late October, it's the same thing all over again. Um, and you don't want to be playing playoff baseball or playoff softball in that weather. Maybe lacrosse, which is more fast-paced and feels more cold weather football-ish than um, a baseball or softball. Um I could see that. I, I could warm up to that idea. Uh, soccer, too, because um, you play boys soccer out that way. Why not add girls soccer to it? Um, but you got to keep baseball and softball um, in the spring. So, Way, you're into it or no? Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's shake it up. Yeah, I think I'll do Way just because I kind of I, I kind of agree with the baseball and softball. Um, but the other sports, you can definitely move over. I think the only issue with soccer might be um, you know, the availability of the fields and all that kind of stuff um, and how many fields you're able to get out there. But um, I do think that spring definitely has the most amount of sports. And I feel like the, I don't know if this is, no, I think the winter probably has the least amount of sports, obviously. But um, I do think that um, the fall could have a couple more sports and get things easier. It just always feels like for some reason, um, other than a couple of maybe football games, you never really have rainouts in the fall when it comes to like soccer playing or um, anything else going on um, in the fall, but it feels like everything gets rained out or snowed out in the spring. So I feel like, I don't know if there's any logic to that or whether it just always feels like that, but um, I do think that would make sense to uh, flip things up a little bit and uh, switch some sports up just so that uh, we can get some more action in as opposed to having some track events or some baseball games or any kind of event not happen because there's a whole week of crummy weather and you can't really play. But mm. all right, that was a good debate. So let's jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we got some miscellaneous stuff to talk about. Um, let's talk about some uh, girls soccer we talked about last week about uh, the Naperville tournament taking place. Uh, Loyola defeated York on Friday and for nothing and lost in a shootout to Barrington after the two teams tied at zero. Um, so they're one and one in group play. Loyola plays Warren Township on Thursday and Geneva on Friday. Uh, Nutria had a strong start to their tournament. Uh, they took down Bartlett one nothing, and then Downers Grove South four to one. They play Naperville Central on Thursday, which would be a huge test for um, the Trevians as well. So, I mean, Joe, what are your just thoughts about how both teams kind of performed um, so far in this tournament? Yeah, I think Nutria took care of business if we want to start with them. I think they maybe got a bit of a lighter draw um, than Loyola did with Loyola having to play Barrington, but uh, they, they took care of it. So uh, you can't really complain. I think Nutria is starting to play some good soccer. You saw it against GBN, who's a good team, but um, 
I mean, they're undefeated, as we mentioned, but, you know, Nutria went down 1-0, then scored two goals, and they wound up tying. But, you know, it was a good effort, I think, and it kind of shows that they're, they're starting to get there. Maybe that maybe they're, you know, and by getting there, we know that's a different level for Nutria than it is for a lot of schools. When we say getting there, are they a championship contender? That's there for Nutria. So this game, I think, against Naperville Central, um, one of the top programs this year in the state, is going to be a big test. A lot on the line here. You know, I know it's mid-season, so it's not like, you know, win or go home, home. But um, we're talking the top four finish in one of the best tournaments in the state, maybe the best, um, if they win. So um, I think that's big. I think they really want to prove themselves that they are that they are at the level or can be at the level of their predecessors in the, in the Trevian program. So I think it's a big matchup. I think it's going to be a really fun one and I hope they step up. And then for the Ramblers, I mean, just, you mentioned a, a, a tougher uh, matchups for them. I mean, just what do you think about their results and uh, what lies ahead for them? Yeah. What are you going to do? You lose the shootout. That's thanks. Uh, no one likes that. No one playing likes that, but in tournament play, especially mid-year, you have to do that just to get games moving and, and um, you don't want to be playing forever in a, in a mid season and risk everything from, from injury to exhaustion. So uh, I get it. Barrington came out the winner, but that's basically a tie. So it could very well be Loyola right there um, in that, in that championship bracket. It's not, I think Loyola is still playing high level soccer. They get, I think one or two more games in the consolation uh, for funsies um, and we'll see how they react. But I think Loyola has got a leg up uh, pun intended in the conference and they got their eye on the top, top, you know, three seed in the sectional in a very tough sectional it will be in. Um, I think they're playing good soccer. Not a lot of other action to talk about, Joe. I mean, with the weather and that kind of stuff. I mean, are there any other uh, spring headlines you want to hit on before we say goodbye to the folks? Yeah, let's, I mean, we'll talk about um, Nutrier baseball. Second straight good outing for uh, Dalton Hastings uh, for the Trevians. I believe he spun a shutout against GBN. Um, and uh, GBN's a good program, always is. And uh, so that's a good conference win, 8-0 for Nutrier. Um, Loyola continues to beat up the baseball. Um, their pitching still needs to come around. We talk about that every time. I think their, their pitching's getting there, it seems like, from the scores. But they took two from Marmion with some, with some big scores. Uh, I think they scored 12 runs in both, both victories. So they continue to hit the baseball very hard. And uh, I think they're going to be a very dangerous team in the postseason, no matter what seed they get. So that's on the baseball side. Um, softball, we got Nutria and Loyola just kind of trading off victories here um, as they try to find themselves a little bit. Mackenzie Berry, who's in uh, the pitcher for Loyola softball and going to NIU, um, is our athlete of the week. So check that out tomorrow. Any other questions you have uh, or any kind of things you're kind of interested to find out in the next couple of weeks or in the next week before we talk to you, the folks at home and again? Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to do my best to check out uh, Nutria Baseball just to see. Uh, it's been uh, geez, nearly three weeks since I caught up with them. So I'd like to do that again. Um, I will check out uh, Nutria Lacrosse as well. We, you know, we, we've discussed it on this podcast. We have the reporting on our site about the hazing investigation. Um, still very little answers from the administration about, um, you know, the coach. Uh, that's the biggest one. If he's gone is he part of the program is he not um you know I'll, I'll i'll try to see try to check it out the next one as well as if the suspended the assumed presumed suspended 
uh, players are back on the field. Um, it, we also have no confirmation there, but there were a ton of players in street clothes last time. So we'll just see where they are with that and if they can uh, kind of get everybody back and on track for a postseason run, if, if that's in the cards for them or not. All right, so make sure you're checking out everything you need to know at the recordnorthshore.org. Joe will have all the updates, not only in sports, but everything else as well. So make sure you're checking out with him. And as always, make sure you are uh, looking into um, all my stuff when it comes to recruiting and football in the state of Illinois. Make sure you're checking out my stuff at Friday Night Friday Night Drive. Um, always appreciate everyone's support there as well. Uh, just a quick reminder before you say goodbye, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you spread the word as well. And um, always appreciate everyone's support. I started the podcast with some weather. I'll end it with some weather. Hopefully it's a warm weather mm-hmm. um, week this week. And hopefully uh, we can keep things dry and hopefully get things going as we're going down the final weeks of the, some regular seasons here. So um, it'll be May the next time we talk. And uh, that means playoffs are on the way. So For Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a product of the record northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom. 